Hello, everybody. This is the Things Christians Want to Know podcast, currently recording on Zoom. Little shout out to Zoom. You could sponsor us, Zoom, if you want. <laughs> um, just kidding. Uh, nobody would sponsor us. Um, Paul Anderson is here with me. Hi, Paul. Hi. And Good I'm Nate, Nate Johnstone. Again and again and again. And again and again. It seems like we are always coming together here. Um, and thank you for joining us on the podcast. And if you're watching uh, on video, good for you. And I'm sorry, I'm not more fun to look at. Okay. Um, so we've been talking about living in the peace of Christ, which is to say we live without the stress and anxiety and worry and fear that life brings to us. And how do we do that? Well, when I was put on the spot once to, because I've done this as a like a two-hour workshop before, and I was put on the spot, give me a one-minute synopsis as like a commercial to get people to go to your, your workshop versus others. Yeah. And I had like six minutes <laughs> to come up with that one-minute synopsis. And I'm like, it's going to sound so academic if I try to summarize it. What am I going to do? And so what do you think I did? I asked the Holy Spirit for help. Ooh. What do you know? I don't always do this, by the way. Sometimes I trust in Nate mm. to come up with something cool. And I'm not bragging about that. I'm, I'm working on it. Um, but I said, you know what, God? I, I, no, I can't, I can't do this. And even if I could, it wouldn't be that great. So can you give me a great idea? And he led me to the garbage can in the back of the sanctuary. And I found an empty water bottle. And then I went and I grabbed, and I, I was like, I think I smell what you're cooking, God. And then I went and found a full water bottle. And I went up to the front and I did something like this. And I will describe it for those who are listening and those who are not listening can, and are watching can just see it. So we are like a water bottle at any given time. I have two water bottles here. One is full, with, full of water with the cap on it. And the other one is empty. It's an empty water bottle. And at any given time, we're one of these things, right? Now, when the stresses of life come and put pressure on us from the outside, remember stress is an engineering term. That means a load, a force, or a systems of forces that produces strain or causes deformation. That's what stress is. When those things come against us, they press in, quite literally. That's what the engineering term means. And so we feel that emotionally. We feel that mentally. Stress in our life presses in on us from the outside. And so those things happen to us all the time. And right now, a lot of us are experiencing more stress than we're used to or different kinds of stress with the whole coronavirus thing and lockdown and all that stuff. And so these things squeeze us. They squeeze us from the outside. So if this is us, this empty bottle, capitalist empty bottle, and life squeezes us, what's going to happen, do you think? I apologize for those listening. This might sound terrible as I crush this plastic bottle. Mm. When you squeeze an empty bottle, this is what happens. This has produced what? So much strain that it caused a deformation in the bottle. And literally, this bottle is now deformed. It's crushed. It's, it's not good. If this is your life, if this is your heart, you don't want to be this. This is literally all bent out of shape. You've allowed yourself to get bent out of shape, to get deformed by the stress in your life. If that same stress squeezes this bottle, which is full of water and has a cap on it, what happens? Not a lot. I'm able to squeeze in a little bit. I don't know if you can see that on the video. I'm able to squeeze in a little bit on this bottle. So there is some movement there, but it bounces right back. Mm -hmm. And even Sunday schoolers can tell you why. 
when you squeeze the empty bottle, it gets deformed. And when you squeeze the full bottle, it doesn't get deformed. Why? Because the bottle is full of water. If we are already filled with the peace of Christ, like we're supposed to be, and our cap is on, and the cap in this analogy represents self-control, then even when life squeezes us, it's not going to bend us out of shape. We're not going to get deformed and messed up. If we are not filled with the peace of Christ, which is how I argue most of us walk around our daily life with, we're not filled with the peace of Christ, we let the stress do whatever it wants to us, it crushes us and deforms us and gets us all bent out of shape. And this is not a fun way to live. I've been this. I've been this messed up, nasty, empty puddle of water. It is not fun. It does not feel good. And guess what? I'm not much help to anybody around me either. Because look at me. Now this, this, I'm a mess. This bottle could be a help to somebody else. Yes, it could. I could choose to give a cup of cold water to someone in need. Mm -hmm. I could give someone help who is thirsty. If I come across someone who really needs water, I can give it to you. Um, when you're you full, can't tell. you can't tell that that person is under stress, even when they are under stress. It doesn't show. It often does not. It often does not show. This is an internal situation here. Um, this is like your heart. Your heart is crushed and all bent out of shape and versus your heart being full of water. So if we can keep ourselves filled with the peace of Christ and the cap is on, and this other bottle, the cap isn't on, our self-control isn't activated. So the fruits of the spirit of peace and self-control is the difference between a life that is full, uncrushable. Remember the Bible says we are pressed but not crushed. Mm. pressed but not crushed that's what we're supposed to be we are supposed to be pressed and not crushed crushed we are supposed to be this bottle the only way you can be pressed and not crushed is if you're full and if you got the cap on you're in control of yourself if you are not you will be pressed and you will be crushed and that is against god's will and we could press that to the point of saying if we do something that's against god's will the bible says anything not of faith is sin Mm-hmm. If we allow ourselves to get all bent out of shape, that is missing the mark. It's missing the mark of what God wants us to do. Yes, indeed. Um, and that's that's too much for most people to take. So I'm going to leave it at that. Um, most people aren't willing to go there to talk about sin with in this context. Jesus talks about this kind of stuff all the time. Paul talks about it all the time. I'm going to quote just a couple of verses. Philippians 4, 6, don't be anxious about anything. We already brought that one up. That's a pretty tall order, Jesus. Yeah, that includes just about everything we could think of. Yeah, anything includes, you know, all stuff. All stuff that would want to make us anxious, we should not be anxious about. The answer is no, you can't do that on your own, but God can do it through you. And he really can. He really can. Matthew 6, the whole chapter, we could spend multiple podcasts just about Matthew 6. He says, don't worry about anything. What? Don't worry about anything. Zero anxiety about anything. Zero. Don't have any anxiety. Don't worry about anything. Wait a minute, though. Some stuff you have to worry about, right? Like... My 401k tanked. I don't have a job. I lost my job. Shouldn't I have to worry about that? Aren't I compelled to worry about that? My baby is sick. I've experienced a baby being so sick we had to take him to the hospital because we didn't know what was wrong and it was really scary. Twice. Actually, six times because I also had to go to the ER with croup with both my girls twice. Um, But these were scary things, right? Shouldn't I worry? Shouldn't I worry about a baby who's getting a spinal tap? 
at seven weeks, that just is not something you want to see. They were worried about uh, spinal meningitis, which she did not have, praise God. And situations like that, we say, oh, well, of course I'm going to be afraid. Of course I'm going to be afraid. I'm going to be terrified, right? Jesus says, no, no, you're not. You are not going to worry and you're not going to be afraid and you're not going to accept the stress even, even of that situation. Why? Because you're full of my peace and you're under self-control. If we don't keep full and keep our self-control on, then we can be blown by the wind to and fro to all the, the things that happen in our life. And that's not a fun way to live. So Jesus says, don't worry. And we don't have to. Um, Matthew 13 is the parable of the sower. And we, we know, most of us know this parable pretty well. Now you recall that um, some of the seeds were sown among thorns, mm -hmm. right? Some of the seeds were sown among thorns. What were the thorns? Jesus says the thorns are the cares of this world. Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about right now. We're talking about the cares of this world. We're talking about the fact that Jesus says we don't need to let the cares of this world give us stress and worry and anxiety and fear. We can choose not to accept those things from the cares of this world. But those thorns exist in the soil everywhere. There's always those thorns. We can't escape the thorns. We say, God, remove the thorns. That's what we really want. We really want just escape. We want everything to be easy. Just make life easy. And how about I just live in a bungalow in the Caribbean and have people bring me food? And it's just, why can't I do that? Why can't I do that? And because that's, that's not how life works. Is in the world, you will have tribulation. That's in Matthew 6 as well. Mm. And so we're going to have trouble. Life is going to stink. Life is suffering. And if you haven't realized that by now, great for you. But you will eventually figure out that life is suffering. We can't get away from it. But he is with us in the midst of that suffering. And he gives us the keys to go through those things without being bent out of shape, without and being destroyed, without being deformed. Yep. To his grandchildren, life wouldn't be so hard if you didn't expect it to be so easy. When mm -hmm. we expect it to be easy, it's a lot harder, and it's harder for us to embrace the promises of God. They sound absolutely unrealistic, as yep. if to say, I cannot do that. I cannot. I cannot have no anxiety about anything. Mm -hmm. But he says to. He commands it. It's he not does. a suggestion. It's not an alternative. It's a command. Have no anxiety about anything. Uh, absolutely. Amen. And I think this is a big problem in America right now. I think Christians often have this idea that now that I'm a Christian, everything should be perfect and it should be easier and, and things should go much better. Uh, I would like to kindly disabuse that notion. It is, that is not a biblical notion. Uh, look at what happened to all the apostles. All of them murdered horribly, except for John. And Jesus said, you will have trouble and you will expect persecution. That That is actually the norm. That is actually the Christian life. And I, I feel- I, not strange. Don't, don't think it's strange when you face fiery trials. And by the way, when Peter says fiery trials, that's when the emperor was lighting Christians on fire. Mm -hmm. Literally. He dumped pitch on them and lit them on fire. To, to bring um, light to his garden parties at night and his orgies. This is literal history. When Peter says, do not be surprised at the fiery trial, that is literally a fiery trial. But we shouldn't be surprised. 
this is this is life. And so I think Christians have been sold a bill of goods in the US a lot of times about this whole like everything's supposed to be perfect thing. And I, I don't see that in scripture. I'm not saying God doesn't bless us. He absolutely blesses us. Peace is a blessing for sure. And we can, no matter what's going on in our life, have peace and have the comfort of Jesus Christ and walk with him. That is what he promises. He doesn't promise escapism. He doesn't mm -hmm. promise to pull us out of any negative situation that we get into. Um, it's like when a kid work, learns to walk and they fall and they feel bad, and they want you to pick them up again. Eventually you have to say, no, you actually do have to learn to walk. Mm -hmm. If you just pick them up all the time because you're so compassionate <laughs> on that baby, they're gonna be messed up possibly for a long time if they don't learn to walk till they're four, mm -hmm. right? Right. We all know that. God is a good father. Mm -hmm. He is a good father and he understands that we don't know stuff. We are often little kids and we rail against our dad saying, but I, this is owie and I don't like it. So you're mean. And it's silly. It's just silly. Jesus says, the cares of this world, the anxieties of this world get choked off or choke off the seed of God's word. And so if we're not careful, the things that God plants in our heart and intends us to walk in and grow in, they'll get choked off by all this stress and stuff, if we let it, mm -hmm. if we let it. And, um, and we will begin to feel unfruitful. And maybe some of you might be listening or watching and feel like I'm, I do feel kind of unfruitful in my life or in my ministry. This might be what it is. It might be that the fruit isn't growing because it's getting choked off because you're allowing yourself to get stressed out and worried and anxious about all this stuff. When God has called you to the opposite, he's called you to let him carry all those things and for you to walk in peace. And we're not going to go here tonight. I'm just going to open this door and show it to you and then close it again. If you've received a prophetic word that's like a seed, right? God sows out his word, it says in Matthew 13. So you get a prophetic word from someone and that prophetic word never comes true. And you're like, oh, I guess that wasn't a real word or what's the deal, God? It could be that that word that was sown got choked off because you allowed so much of that stress and worry and anxiety in the cares of this world. You allowed them to come into your heart so much that that seed, that word could not grow. Mm. And I think some of us have prophetic words spoken over us that are unfruitful because of us because we are not walking in the spirit the way god intends us to walk in the spirit because walking in the spirit does mean living in peace i believe we have to live in peace to walk in the spirit and i'm not going to hit this too hard because i think most people are going to be hearing this for the first time but if, if we got the 301 version of this class um that's the kind of stuff that we would talk about walking in the spirit is living in peace and if you're not living in peace in this way i don't think you're truly walking in the spirit because the spirit of God is peace. Mm -hmm. It's who he is. It's not the thorns of this world. Many of us are walking around with a really thorny heart. And it's not fun. It's not good. It doesn't feel good. And let's just not do it. So this is all really serious stuff. But remember, Jesus is our cornerstone. And he wants to carry the stress for us. He doesn't want to um, peace is a gift. It's a gift. And we've all been given this peace. And the devil tries to do the opposite, but we've been given that get out of stress free card, which is such a wonderful thing it's to the point where a Christian never has to experience the negative effects of stress or worry or anxiety and fear. We really don't. And I'm going to get into why we don't. But do you have any other comments, Paul?
to toss out there before we go on? I, uh, I love what you just said because uh, we're told that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. There mm -hmm. it is. The fruit of the Spirit. It's not the fruit of Paul. Paul can't produce it. Yep. Paul can receive it. And the cultivate Spirit it. brings peace. And if I am filled with the Spirit and I say yes, in the midst of trying situations, God produces the fruit of peace in my life. Exactly. And what around, but it comes. I learned, just like you shared in your testimony last week or the week before, that it didn't happen overnight, but yep. you got to the place where you could shut out the stresses that they didn't uh, overtake you. Exactly. And what you just what you just said outlines the exact mechanism of how to do this. We exercise the gift of self-control by saying no. No. We we enact our will and we stand up and say, nope, I am not going to receive this. Or we realize we've already taken in the stress. And we say, I don't want this. I'm getting rid of it. That's our self-control. We control ourselves through the Holy Spirit, right? Mm -hmm. And so we have to make that act of our will. It's not a passive thing, guys. This, the peace of Christ is not a passive thing. He doesn't force his peace on you. He gives it to you as a gift. It's a, it's a spiritual fruit. We have to cultivate it. We have to walk in it. We have to choose to do this stuff. And as we choose to walk the walk, take up your cross and follow me, not sit there and I'll smash you with my cross and make you just like me. That's not what Jesus says. We have to take it up. We have to follow him. We have to work. Sorry. <laughs> I know I would, I would rather just download an app for that, right? Yeah. Peace. Peace, the new app. It's like a lowercase p sort of stylized. Um, but guess what? It just doesn't work that way. This stuff takes work. And don't expect it to happen the first time around. No. Because we're not used to it. We learn, we grow in our ability to accept it, mm -hmm. to believe it to happen, and to, uh, to watch it happen in our life. We grow muscles. We grow yep. spiritual muscles. And with, with everything else, you have to start off in faith. Because if you haven't experienced something you don't know it's true, other than the Bible maybe says so or some other people told you it's true through, through testimony or teaching like we're doing now. But you can take it as truth and take it on faith. Okay, God, you said this, so I'm going to try it. And as you walk into that, you will eventually start to see the effects of it. Yeah. And that will probably encourage you to keep going. Because in this case, the effects are just monumental. The difference between being stressed out and bent out of shape and being full of the peace of God it's like being horribly sick versus being super, super happy and excited and everything's awesome. It's not, it's not negative to middle. It's negative to super positive. Yeah. The, the trade-off here is absolutely nuts. Um, John, please open up John 14, 27. And we could go into the longer um, passage around this verse, but I'm, I'm going to, Focus right now on just the verse itself. John 14, 27. This yep. is Jesus. He's talked about peace a number of times already. And if you notice, John brings this up a lot. John had learned to live in this, I believe. I think all the disciples had. Um, John had longer to live with it because he didn't get martyred right away. Um, so he had longer to walk in this than the other apostles did. And by the time he wrote his letter, he most of the other apostles were already dead, uh, most likely. And he didn't, John didn't write a year at the bottom of his gospel, but, but we think it was later. Um, so he, John, I believe, has been walking in this for a long time. And he remembers that Jesus taught him this, John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. 
Okay, this is not the only time Jesus says that, but this is my favorite one from a teaching point of view. Peace I leave with you. My peace, again, his peace, not just any random peace, the peace of Christ that said, hey, storm, knock it off. And the storm stopped. That's hardcore. That is, pow that is superpower level peace. And that yeah. is the peace we have. And we can all absolutely, no joke, get to that superpower level of peace. We can get to a level of peace where we walk into a room where everybody's anxious and freaking out. We can walk into that room and push our peace on those people and get the room to call down. I've done it only a couple of times. I'd like, that's the next level I want to get to. Come I on. eventually want to be able to, to look at a storm and say, hey, peace, be still. Knock it off, mm. earth. <laughs> Knock it off, weather. Jesus yeah. had that level, so we can too. Because he mm. said, my peace, I give to you right here, John 14, 27. And then he says, he clarifies, he says, not as the world gives, do I give you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. So this is the key. He says, I give you peace. And then he tells you exactly how to walk in that peace. This is a great verse because he does both. He says, I give you peace. And do you want to walk in that peace? Do you want to know how to do it? Here's how to do it. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Just don't. Just don't let them. Just say so no. I've got a question here. Yep. Uh, and uh, I may have the answer, but I'm not sure. But when he says, not as the world gives... Would you say that that is circumstantial peace? Under the circumstances, I can live peacefully now because the circumstances fit my peace. What, uh, what do you Yeah, I, I do think that's what it means. He's talking about the world. And yeah. so this is not the godly way to do it. I think the world looks at peace very differently than Jesus does. And we could, we could get into that, but I think it's what you said. It's circumstantial. And so we, in the, in the world gives peace if you've earned it. Mm -hmm. And the world gives peace if they like you. And the world gives peace if they agree with you. Mm -hmm. And we feel peace in the world when everything's great. Are you at peace? Sure I am, life's awesome. We're on vacation, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And that's not how this works. Mm -hmm. That's not how Jesus's peace works at all. The world gives expecting something, right? That's not how Jesus gives. This stuff is ours. It's free. We already have it. And it's not based on circumstances. Mm -hmm. And that's, that, this is the rub, folks. Our peace, your peace is not based on your circumstances. And I know that runs counter to everything you believe. And it probably runs counter to all your experience. Well, what do you mean? Of course, I'm not as happy when things aren't going well. That should not be the case. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm super upset when somebody does something terrible to me. That should not be the case. Of course, I'm super worried when I just heard I might get fired because five of us are getting fired. That should not be the case. Good if, you are, if you are walking in the spirit, you are above all of that. To live in peace is to transcend all the silly things, all the thorns, all the cares of this world. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's what we're talking about here. And Jesus says he gives us that ability, and then he tells us how to do it. How? Let not your heart be troubled. Just do not let that stuff into your heart. Say no. Don't let it. Mm -hmm. That sounds too simplistic, I'm sure. When this verse finally hit me years back, I was like, well, that's too simplistic. The answer to not being troubled is just don't be troubled. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> what 
Like that doesn't sound right. But what he's saying is what it literally says, and, and the grammar in Greek is, I think, hinting to this. And then we'll wrap it up. Great. Do not allow your heart to be troubled. And that, that's how it's translated in other, other versions. I was doing ESV, but in other versions, do not allow your heart to be troubled. Now, allow implies choice. I can allow you into my house or I cannot allow you into my house. Jesus is saying, don't allow worry, stress, trouble, the cares of this world. Don't allow them into your heart. You can't stop them from happening around you. Mm -hmm. This isn't a magic wand thing, okay? This is Jesus giving us the Holy Spirit so that we have the power through him within us to say no to all that stuff and to not allow it into our heart in the first place. This is the key. This is it. There's not 30 steps to this, folks. There's like two. <laughs> Humble yourself and ask the Holy Spirit to help you say no. That's it. That's how you live without stress. And so, Father, we pray that as we are teaching this, as Nate has developed this wonderful theme that you have proved in his life, we pray that you would give faith to people to say yes it can work for me as well, and see the truth. Have no anxiety. Okay, we can do it. By God's grace, we can do it. Bless them, and whatever they're going through right now, let this be an example to them of what you can do in their life all the time, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. That is it for this episode of Things Christians Want to Know. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to questions at tcwkcast.com. We publish every Thursday, so tell your friends and please rate us on iTunes. That's really helpful for us. Additional information, including links to Nate's blog, Paul's blog, etc., can be found on tcwkcast.com. God bless.